Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, you are about to listen to season three, episode one. It's the first one of the new season of Insider Scoop. So if you're new here, let me remind you what or tell you what that is. And if you haven't heard an episode for a while, let me remind you. Uh, Inside of Scoop is the series, it's actually my favorite series we run on this show because we sit down with members, graduates, coaches, people who've been part of BU at some point and we've been part of their personal development and well-being journey and we just pick their brains. So we get really involved in finding out more about them, we hear from their first-hand perspectives, their challenges, their growth, their wins, their journey throughout their personal development. And today's guest is particularly exciting. So today's guest is someone who worked with us back when we very first became BU. She was one of my first ever clients and members uh, about three or four years ago now. We worked together for a very short amount of time, about three to six months, but the seeds that we uh, planted then, the foundations we laid have really paid off. And I think you're going to hear that in her journey. This amazing woman, is now a close friend of ours, very close friend of ours at BU. We are still very much in each other's lives. But what's been really beautiful is seeing her grow and flourish and thrive over the last three to four years and take her growth and development and use it to help positively impact the lives of those around her. Without further ado, please join me in welcoming Jenny Steep to the show. Alrighty. Well, here we are. Here we are. It feels a little odd because obviously before we start recording, we'll chat about how it's basically just us chatting as friends. Yes. And it feels different to all of the other podcast interviews that we do. <laughs> but I'm particularly excited for this episode, first episode of the new season, um, because it came about as a result of you speaking at our self-talk summit that we ran for our members last month. And sharing your story and your journey and your experience with coaching in the world of personal development and self-reflection and really this whole wide world of personal growth. And I had a really nice moment sitting there hosting that panel going, huh, this is a really nice full circle moment where obviously you and I started that journey together years ago. I think we will just converted over to BU. We'd just done the rebrand. We'd just started building this organization and this movement. And we were together for three to six months, like a pretty short amount of time. But then to see from there to you then presenting and speaking and sharing your story, being so vulnerable and authentic and inspiring others, there was this really nice full circle moment of, we call it stage one, learn to fill your cup, look after your well-being. Stage two, grow your cup and expand your capacity as an individual and fulfill your potential. And then stage three is pour back and, and contribute into the lives of others. And that's exactly what I felt happened. And it's interesting coming into this um, conversation, I suppose, and this exploration of your journey, to hear that you had a similar little moment yes. at the same event. Talk to me about that. <laughs> I definitely did. Um, and I think it was because you were there at it as mm. well. So while I was speaking, I was seeing you kind of sit to the side. And I was like, it was almost like we were like doing a coaching session together again or something. And I was like, um, showing you how far I had come in my journey. And it was, it was really cool. I was like, a part of me was like, oh, I wonder if Declan's proud of me. 
very much so. <laughs> very much so. But it, yeah, it just made me think about having you there and speaking. It just made me think about where I was all those years ago compared to where I am now. And it made me feel really proud of how far I'd come. Mm. And yeah. talk. so talk to us about that, because obviously it's such a weird little moment for both of us to have. A weird, beautiful moment. We'll call it a weird and beautiful <laughs> moment for us to both have that little, huh, this is in a way familiar and similar. Yeah. But in a way so different because we're both such different people yeah. now than we were three, four years ago. Yeah. Talk to us about almost that snapshot. I think of it almost like imagine there's a TV show that people have been telling you to watch for ages. Mm. Right. For me, it's Friends. I've never watched an episode of Friends. Right. <laughs> imagine you just went in and you only watched episode one and the final episode okay. <laughs> 12 seasons later. Okay. Episode one. Um, Jenny is feeling like she's floating through life, doesn't feel like she has a purpose, doesn't know where to go, feels like there's something wrong with her, Mm. something really wrong. And none of her relationships feel like they're working the way that they should be. Her marriage doesn't feel like it's working the way that it should be. And she thinks that there's something so wrong with her that she needs to fix it. And that's episode one. (laughs) And that's obviously where we then connect and we meet and we start to explore that. And it's interesting that you said before we went live on the recording, like, I feel like I'm a completely different person. Yes. But I think in some ways, it's maybe not so much completely different person. It's just the true you and the real you and the heart actually got to begin showing through. And we we began to let go of the mask and the facade that we're playing at, trying to frantically hold everything together. Yeah. And so talk to me about if we now skip all of the seasons and go to the finale, which I suppose hasn't come yet because we're going to keep going throughout our life, but the finale for now, they don't know there's another season on the horizon of how you were feeling at the self-talk summit and at the masterclass. Well, Jenny is, she's a boss girl. Mm. She's really confident in herself. She's excited about life. She enjoys everything about her life and everything about the process and trying to make her life the best life that she can make Mm. it. And she's excited to share her passions with the world Mm. and she'll stop at nothing to do it. Mm. (laughs) Which I love. Like it's such a cool little snapshot to see the, you know, episode one all the way through to the finale. There's obviously a lot of external change that went through that. So you mentioned, obviously, if we're in episode one, we're in a marriage that we feel isn't working. We're feeling directionless and purposeless and our career is not really lining up. There's all these external factors playing in that are quite different now. And I know that they're quite different now. <laughs> but for those listening who may not have met you yet, yeah. talk to me about some of the big external changes over the last three to four years that have come as a result of your personal development journey and looking into yeah. this. Sure. And then we'll look at the internal changes that you feel actually laid the foundations for it. Sure. Uh, so some of the external things... I always, I've I've heard a lot of people say that when the student is ready, the master will appear. Mm. And in the very beginning, when I was going through that, um, I had just started training at the Movement Collective with Rod and you did a workshop at the Movement Collective for the members of TMC. Mm. And I had my two masters appear for me. So (laughs) I was ready. (laughs) So they're two things that changed. Mm. Um, I found people that could help me and support me through what I was going through. Mm. Um, my marriage did break up, so I did break up with my ex. Uh, the job that I was in, I was working in mining, in corporate mining, 
and I ended up leaving that job mm. to pursue um, a career in fitness, which I just want to say something really quickly about yeah. that because when we first started coaching together, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I have said it before to you. You asked me what what made me passionate. What was I passionate yeah. about? And I didn't really know, but I remember you asked me how I feel about movement. And I started talking about how I felt about movement. And you asked me, have you ever heard yourself talk about movement? Mm. <laughs> I think I remember the session, like your body language changed entirely. The way you spoke about it, it wasn't just what you were saying. Yeah. It was how you said it. Yeah. Mm. So that's something that came up. And at the time I was already considering, I think maybe I might've looked into studying my certificate in fitness. Mm -hmm. um, and after that conversation, it made me really confident in my choice to do that. So I went and studied and sure, my relationship broke up, my job, I ended up leaving my job, I ended up working in the fitness industry, moving into the fitness industry, I went and studied my yoga teacher qualifications, mm. and I started a new relationship with Rod, who is mm. the owner of the Movement Collective. Yeah. Yeah. So I found someone who is really aligned with me in my values and how I see the world. Mm. And it just makes... It makes our relation really harmonious our relationship really harmonious and i think one of the big things is that i am really passionate about developing myself mm -hmm. and he's really passionate about you know seeking out and developing himself and together when you have two people who are willing to do those things it can make something really incredible mm -hmm. you guys get to grow together as you change exactly. right rather than one person growing yeah. and the other person being threatened by growth or yeah yeah or really thinking about how I know a lot of the time we see in relationships when someone starts their personal development journey, their partner has an idea of who they're meant to be yeah. or who they should be or the path they're meant to grow on and they're not open to that change. Tell me more about, because I think I see this a lot in personal development journeys, people get into the wide world of personal development, they get into coaching, they start exploring this and there's this initial rush of excitement and enthusiasm and it's then normally followed by some form of pain in some way, letting go of something, right? And I, I love the analogy of it's, pretty brutal but one of my early mentors and coaches said you can't move forward when you're still going to nail in your foot yeah. you'll just end up walking in circles but removing the nail is fucking painful yeah. right it hurts and letting go of those parts of our identity letting go of those maybe the ideas of how we thought our life was going to go can be one of our biggest challenges but it creates space for something new yeah now you obviously did that career-wise yeah. you did that relationship-wise yes. talk to me about that process of mm. actually reaching those decision points because I, I think there'd be a lot of people listening who have started exploring personal development mm -hmm. and they're starting to feel that strain of like, I need to be letting go of something mm -hmm. to move forward, but that's fucking scary. Yeah. Talk to me about your experience with that. So with the relationship, that was a very long process. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that was probably about a year mm -hmm. of just feeling really scared mm -hmm. and also feeling, you know, embarrassed and feeling like I'd messed up because... Mm -hmm. I was in a relationship for 11 years and I was married mm -hmm. and when you're married, that's forever. Yeah. And that's what I'd chosen and that's where I was and that's where I was mm -hmm. going to stay. And I, I would think about silly things like, Oh, think about all the gifts that people bought us for our wedding or, you know, people who took time off work to come to our wedding mm -hmm. or all the new friends that I'd made in my relationship and whether I was going to be able to hang on to those friends or not. And that was really scary. I think the biggest thing really was what other people were going to think of me. Yeah. Yeah. And then second to that was what I was going to think of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that was really tough. And it was just a lot of tears and a lot of mm. thinking and a lot of back and forth. Will I stay? Will I go? 
and ultimately I, I asked, I asked for guidance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I don't, you know, I don't pray. I don't really worship for God or anything like that, but you know, every night I would go to sleep and I would ask that someone would just appear and tell me what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to stay? Am I a bad person if I leave? Um, Am I going to leave and then think that I've made the wrong Mm -hmm. decision? And it was really, really tough time, but in doing coaching and about and reading and about feeling into what I really wanted, uh, I decided that it was the best decision that I would leave. Mm. And, you know, I had to let go of the person that I thought I had to be and the person that my partner wanted me to be as well. And that was really hard because I was jumping into something, not really knowing a hundred percent who I was anymore or who I was going to be. So that was a really, really hard thing to do. Um, the career, the career was harder, not so much because I was making the career change because I was really excited to make the career change. The hard thing about it was I was moving from a job where I was getting paid a lot of money to a job where I had no idea if I was going to be able to make any money. (laughs) So that was really hard. Um, and the way that I got around that was basically by working multiple jobs at once. (laughs) So I was still working my full-time job. And I was putting savings away as well while I was working my full-time job. And I was also teaching on the side. And by that time, I'd also started doing some admin work for the Movement Collective. So I was basically working, you know, two jobs at once. And it was really hard. And it was only doing that, only doing that for six months that it made me realize I can't do this forever. There's going to be a point where I'm going to have to let go of the the job, but the security and the financial security as well. Mm. Um, because once once I left there, I was in charge of how much money I would make and no one was going to, you know, no one was going to go out and do that for me. I couldn't just turn up to a job each day. I had to go out and find the clients and build the clients and, you know, start to figure out how I was going to make some money. So that was really tough. And I, I went away um, after I quit my job. I went away and did my yoga teacher training and I'd, I'd saved up enough money to be able to do it. It was something that I really wanted to do. And at this point in time, I'd make made a lot of like, kind of, I'm going to trust and jump choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I, I really want to do this thing. Um, I'm really excited to do this training for myself. And I feel like I need the space before I move into something new. But it was really scary because I knew that I didn't have that much money in the bank account. And if I had kept the money in my bank account, I'd be able to move into working straight away. And I, mm-hmm. I know I'd have that have that buffer. Yep. So it was a it was a really big choice for me to make. I'm like, I really want to do it, but is it is it a stupid choice to make because I'm not going to have any money when I get back? <laughs> but I did it anyway. And uh, while I was over there, I went and did a um a reading with a spiritual guide mm-hmm. person in astrology, and and he told me that any time that I ever want to do training, like always jump in and do it because it's always going to come back. And I was like, oh, thank God! So I come out and done this training, and it's all going to work out. And it did. Like. I got back and I started doing more classes for the Movement Collective and then I started teaching one-on-ones and I was doing some yoga classes and it it all worked out. It was slow. It didn't happen as fast as I wanted it to and I had to cut back on things. I had to sell a very expensive car, (laughs) a few other things. Um, But, yeah, gradually trusting, I made it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's such a reflection of what personal development and personal growth actually is Mm -hmm. compared to what we sometimes see portrayed online or at the big seminars and stuff it's not this overnight thing where it's just willed into existence it is this longer term journey 
that I think comes as the result of many, 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 many little changes. <laughs> and occasionally these leaping points. Mm. So I think of it almost like tiptoeing along a road and occasionally in the road, there's a giant fucking pothole. <laughs> it's like, huh, I have to jump this thing. <laughs> I don't know if I can jump this thing. And it does reach that tipping point of decision yeah. of like, do I trust and jump? Mm. What do you think facilitated your ability to trust and jump compared to just standing on the edge? I think it was to, to want to feel like I was fulfilling my purpose. Mm. I think that's what it was. I remember when we first started talking at the very beginning and I remember saying I didn't feel like I had a purpose. Like I was, you know, I was going to work and I was earning a lot of money and we save and we go on holidays, but that's kind of it. Mm. And I feel like there's more. Mm. and I need to go and find what the more is mm-hmm. um and there's it, I just feel like felt like there was no point in living the life that I was living mm. not not that I was like deeply desperately unhappy mm. I just it just wasn't enough yeah you no know, it was it just felt like it was like almost like a niggle in the back of my head that kept getting louder and louder just saying there's more there's more you just got to go find it there's more and yet the more that i listened to that little voice that little voice that says just trust just trust just trust Mm. i eventually was able to but like you say it's not it's not something that happens overnight there was a lot of there was a lot of crying there was a lot of i'm gonna stay i'm gonna go i'm gonna stay i'm gonna go you're not good enough for this Mm. um and yeah it's crazy crazy journey Mm. yeah 100 (laughs) percent. it's like I think this is the thing that really makes the difference for people and something I'm really passionate about sharing through these sort of stories. And especially on the Insider Scoop series where we are having these just real down to earth, mm. casual, almost candid conversations about people's journeys through the world of personal development. Yeah. It's kind of A, demystifying it a bit. I think it's still not very big in Australia. It's also definitely not regulated at all. So it's really messy. Um, but just giving the real, sometimes blunt reality Mm. of what it means to decide to show up for yourself and to commit to pursuing a life that really aligns with you. Mm. I think what you described there is really interesting because obviously we have massive amounts of focus in Australia on helping alleviate emotional suffering. You know, things like, are you okay day? We have all these big organizations and things. I think they're brilliant and phenomenal. I think where sometimes we're not talking enough about is how do we get out of emotional surviving? Mm. Yeah. which is that what you described of like, I didn't not like my life massively. Like I wasn't hating it, but there was that little voice in the back of my head. That's like, there is more to life than this. Mm. And it concerns me. I think a lot of people, you know, will go through life getting by mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever that means to them. And then look back and go, what if I'd taken the leap? What mm. if I trusted? Yeah. What if I gave it a go? I always think of there's a study by an Australian palliative nurse, Ronnie Ware, and she just asked people on their deathbed, what's your regret? Mm. She did the biggest study ever on the common regrets of the dying. Yeah. And the biggest regret was I regret not living a life true to myself. Mm. And so to hear stories and experiences like yours where it's like I was on that path mm. very clearly, like externally looking in, I was ticking all the boxes for a good life. Mm. But internally, something wasn't aligning. And it's so funny because from the outside, I'd had people say that they wanted my life. Mm. Oh, you've got the best life. You know, you've got a perfect marriage. You've got this amazing job. You've got cars. You've got investment properties. You're doing so well. 
and that almost made it harder. Yep. You know, to have people saying how well you're doing and yet on the inside you're like, but but what am I doing? Mm. But what what am I doing? I'm making money and I'm I've got assets. Yeah. What what is that? Yeah. So yeah, that was really hard to have people tell me that. And you know, those those things went through my head when you know, when I would think about leaving and I would hear those things play through my head and I'm like, am I kidding myself? I've got mm. I've got this perfect life. What is wrong with me? Mm. But there wasn't anything wrong with me. Yeah. And it was perfect life by whose design? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's, it, and I, this is something I'm so passionate about. It's like, what's the difference between successful and fulfilled? Really, the only difference is the person who's fulfilled and content and, you know, really feels like they're filling their potential actually took a moment at some point in their life to go, what matters to me? Mm. Not what matters to my parents. Not what matters to my partner. Not, what ma- not what the, what's the right recipe to life. Yeah. But what genuinely deeply matters to me. And I think what's cool about that is it really doesn't fucking matter what comes up from it. No. Like you could be like, I'm really passionate about this. That's like awesome. At least you know. Right? That's the thing, right? Let's pursue that. Um, But I think it's also interesting because I know over your journey, I've seen you remain open to change. And again, I think this is something that people make the mistake of falling into is personal development is one big change and giant leap and that's it. Mm. There's just maintenance. It's like, man, I've gone through so many personal, you know, transformations and reassessments and like, does this still align with you? Does it not? I've let go of goals that I held on to for seven yes. years and ruthlessly pursued being like, yeah, no, this really matters to me. And I'm like, oh wait, that mattered to me seven years ago. Yeah. So talk to me about your journey sort of really over the last like one or two years, because I know you're still quite passionate about learning and developing and upskilling. And it's yes. this, this nice blend between being really content with who we are and where we are, yeah. but still having that little hunger to be like, What's around the next quarter? Yes. Like I, I would be fine if I stayed here, <laughs> but what is around the next quarter? Right. So how have you gone with learning to let go of, cause I think the difference is that, you know, we're just talking about letting go of things that are very clearly no longer serving you mm. and you can feel that. Yeah. How do you let go of things that part of you is like, this might still be the right move for me. Yeah. As you've grown and you've changed, how do you actually reconcile that? Oh, it's, it's really just a matter of feeling it out. I, mm. I think that, you know, for example, I went and did my yoga teacher training and I thought when I was there that I would come back and I would actually move and teach a lot more yoga. Yep. Well, I didn't, I'm, st- I'm actually still, I consider myself a pretty good yoga teacher. Um, and I really enjoy teaching it. Actually, I taught it at a retreat that I ran on the weekend and it was really great and I loved mm. it. Um, and a part of me thought, oh, wow, was that a waste of money? I went and got my yoga mm. teacher qualification and I don't even really teach yoga anymore. But I'm okay with that because I just know that there are other things that I'm more passionate about. I also mm. used to run, I wanted to do more handstand workshops and that kind of like fell away a little bit. Not because, not because I didn't enjoy teaching them. I still do love teaching handstands, mm. um, but something else came up for me while I was teaching and it was my love for women's health. Yeah. So women's mental health and wellbeing. Mm. And that's something I'm super, super passionate about now. And with that, something else that came along was the couple stuff. Mm. So um, I just ran my first women's retreat and I ran a bunch of women's events earlier this year. And then later on next year, Rod and I are going to run our first couples retreat together. So it's still, it's still, there's still a lot of movement in it. So we're mm. still going to be doing lots of movement stuff, but we're delving a little bit more into, you know, some of the emotional stuff and more mm. of the relationship stuff as well, because I think the more that Rod and I get to know each other and the more that our relationships evolve, the more that we you know, read different books about relationships and the more we learn about our relationship together, the more we feel like, 
oh, we've learned some really cool stuff. You know, we've gotten through a lot of really hard stuff and we want to be able to share that with people in whatever way we can. So anything that I kind of learn on my own journey and I get excited about, I kind of want to share that with someone. You know, if I can share it with one person and it makes a difference to one person's life, then that's amazing. I wouldn't want to withhold that information. Uh, I'm not that type of person. If I find something like a good book, I'm straight on my story on Instagram, like, hey, you've got to read this book. It's really amazing. I um, I actually read a book recently um, called, I think it's called Inflow by Alyssa Vitti. And it's yeah. absolutely incredible um, book for women, if any women are listening. And it, I, I put it on my story. And then the next day I had all these messages from all the girls saying, I can't get this book anywhere. Like, <laughs> so since I had it, I think I've lent it to, out to about four people. But if I find something that I want to share with people, like I'm going to share it. Which ironically is a great way for you to continue growing anyway. It's yeah. that classic see one, do one, teach one. Exactly. Right? It's yeah. the best way to embody knowledge is. is to actually put into practice yeah. and then put into our own words and share it with someone. Yeah. And it's that ripple effect, you know, yeah. something that we're so passionate about at BU and that we talk about a lot of personal growth is not always just personal. Mm. Like as we grow and we develop, I know for a fact I'm a better husband. I'm, yeah. you know, <laughs> a better son. I'm a better coach. I'm a better uh, leader to our team here at BU when I'm learning and upskilling and developing mm. and holding my growth with a bit of a loose grip yeah. on not getting so caught up in pigeonholed in one path mm. of like, yeah, but this is what growth looks like to me. That's where I'm going, mm. but remaining open to these other facets. And I think that's so reflected in your journey and your story of like, at a certain point in time, what served you and what needed to be mm. present was going and doing the yoga teaching. Yeah. And you could have very easily got caught up in that definition of growth or in that identity and almost pigeonhole ourselves to it and chain ourselves to it and so it's like okay this is serving a purpose that may not even be the initial purpose that i once thought it was what's the steve jobs quote of it's uh we can't connect the dots of life looking forward yeah we can only do it looking back and we're like oh i see why this all makes sense now right it's but we can't possibly do that at the time yeah i think learning to let go of what our path looking forward has to look like Mm. Yes, there's a level of intentionality to it. Yes, there's a level of like, well, hang on, these are the paths that matter to me, so I'm going to begin carving them. Mm-hmm. But we're doing it with that openness of like, well, hang yeah. on, are there other routes here? Are there other paths here? So talk to me about this passion around around women's health because I think it's a really cool path that you're forging. Yes. I think it, it's, it's, and in a weird moment of deja vu i'm just realizing i'm probably about to have a similar experience of when i was like so talk to me about movement and your whole body language changes and you light up for those who are listening to this and not watching uh the video if this part comes out on video all i just said was talk to me about this passion around women's health and jerry was like yes okay like shoulders went back massive smile basically leapt out of the chair do tell i think i've had I've wanted to help women ever since I realized that I figured out a way to help myself mm. because when, when I started doing coaching with you, it was really great to have you around and I got a lot out of our coaching, but something that was missing, something huge that was missing was having other women around me who had been through anything anywhere near similar to what I was going through that could help to support me through what I was going through. And it's so funny because, you know, at the time I didn't have any of those women around me. And so I really like felt like I struggled through, you know, if I had have just had one woman in my life who said, I 
I've done the same thing. You know, I was with my partner and we split up and I left my job and I started this new thing and it's amazing now. And I feel so great because finally I'm on the other side and I'm Mm. following my passion and I feel aligned and I feel excited. That would have been so different. It would have been so different. And what's funny is that now (laughs) in the situation that I'm in now on the weekend um, at my retreat, we did a women's circle and I had some cards set out for everyone. And the person sat at the card that was supposed to be for them. And the card that I got was, where do I feel abundant in my life right now? And the, that card was really great. And my answer was, I feel abundant in the people that I have around me. And it's so different to where I was four years ago, Mm. but now I have this huge array of incredible women that can help me in anything that I need help in, not just women, men and women, but to have that sort of support around me. And it like, not that I don't need it, but I really could have used it four years ago. But now that I have it and I can see how valuable that is, Mm. if I need help with anything, I can get on the phone and I can call someone and someone will be able to help me. So I realized how important having that support is. And I want to find a way to support other women so that they don't feel like they're alone so that they Mm. can see that there's someone that they can go to and they can see that you did it you made the transformation you got from a to b uh tell me what your journey was like so maybe i can figure out a way for me to be able to get to the other side Mm. and imagine not just having that you did it you've taken the journey before but also being around people that's like oh you're actually walking next to me yeah like we're at the same sort of stage because i know something we realized earlier this year was the whole coaching experience could be a little bit isolating in the sense of if it was all one-on-one, it's like, am I the only one struggling with this? Am I alone in this? But also it's the comparison point to your coach, which seems so, you know, like separate in a way. And so I know we really, this year dove more into, it's not just about giving people the tools to really thrive in life, but also surrounding them with the right team, which means yes, coaches and mentors and people a few steps ahead Mm -hmm. and who've done that mountain before and you've done that journey but also people who are on a similar stage where it's like, Oh, you get it. Like we really (laughs) resonate with each other. And it's as a result, we've become so much more like college, like in the sense of, you know, we now have people who work with me as their coach are on Delta Epsilon Mm -hmm. and as a frat house and people are messaging each other and be like, you're in Delta Epsilon. I'm in Delta (laughs) Epsilon. Talk to me about what you're going through. And they'll make these really nice connections and friendships. You know, like Jess has just come back on board. Now majors like Phi Beta, which is another one of our, you know, sorority households basically. And it's really nice seeing people just automatically have that connection point of you're not, you know, all this way ahead of me, whatever Mm -hmm. that means. It's like we're on this journey together yeah. and you've got my back and I've got yours. And it does create that real environment that you just spoke about nurturing yourself as well and creating communities like that where it's like, I know there's people who've got my back. Yeah. Right. Not just my coach. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, I'm very open with, and I was really open about, um, on my retreat with the girls, I, you know, I told them, this is my first retreat. Mm. I'm, I'm scared. I felt very panicked coming into this. Uh, and I told them about some of the little things that had come up, you know, for me on the way into the retreat. And after the retreat, I I did a post saying, you know, I know that as, as a facilitator, it's my job to make sure that you're supported, but I really appreciated that the women there supported me back. Like, I feel Mm. like they nurtured me right back. And I think that's really special too. And like, I'm not a, you know, I'm not above the law. Of course, I get scared doing things for the first time still too. Nothing is a breeze doing things for the first time. It's still scary. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, we're going to have a real quick word from our sponsor. And then when we come back, I'm going to surprise you with a little bit of a uh, curveball question. Can't wait. And then we'll, uh, we'll finish up. <laughs> so we'll hear from you soon. 
If you've been listening to the show for a while, you will have no doubt heard the word monkey brew. And as much as we could tell you all about what the product is and why we love it, we think it's even more powerful for you to hear why this product exists in the first place. Because it's about so much more than just coffee. And so you can connect with that and understand the vision and the impact that this brand is making, we've actually invited the founder, Dan, into the studio to share with you the ethos, the vision, the mission of Monkey Brew Coffee. Monkey Brew is all about helping people enjoy delicious, specially roasted coffee at home while helping the environment. And the way we help the environment is by planting one tree for every kilo of coffee we sell. And I know that you've got a pretty ambitious goal for how many trees you actually want to plant. Tell us more about that. That's right. We, we aim to plant 100,000 trees by 2025. I love that. And if people want to get involved with that and play their part in it and have basically a role in those trees being planted, how can they best do that? Head to monkeybrew.org and use the code BUPODCAST at checkout to receive $5 off our sample pack. You heard it first here, people. You get a chance to not only start your day in the right way, but to know that you've had an impact on the world at the same time. Make sure you head across and become part of the movement with Monkey Brew. Okay, so I've been pondering what this season's game is going to be. Some of the shows on this season are still using last season's game of the the giant wheel. Uh, But now that we're in the new space, new office, this is the first interview in new BHQ as well, which is a nice little space. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Okay. In terms of impact as a category, team as a category, vision, mission, or values as a category, or on the whiteboard, uh, one thing or quote of the week. So what each category is going to be is either impact, talk about the impact that you're super passionate about uh, making in not only your life, but in the lives of those around you. Team, obviously we just touched on a little bit, talking about like who you're really grateful to have in your life at the moment and why and how they're supporting your continued growth and development. Uh, vision, mission, values, much so as that, like what is your vision for the future? What are you coming up on? What values have been really inherent to you in your journey? Or uh, one thing is like, if you were to choose one thing to really focus on for yourself in your growth in the next six months, what would it be? And if you were to give one piece of advice to people on their growth, what would it be? Um, and then quote of the week is if you just have a great quote, you can just sling it at us. So you've got five categories to choose from. You get to choose one of them. Which one are you vibing with? Which one feels oh, right to you? Okay. Look around. I'm thinking. Um, I think I want to go with team. Mm. Yeah. Locking team. I'm locking in team. For fifty thousand. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Can I phone a friend? No. It's, well, it's, it's team. team. Yes. So I changed my mind. Correct. You can. Uh, so talk to me about teams. So who are the people who are really in your corner at the moment that you're really grateful to have in your corner? Who are the people who've like really helped back you over the, over your journey? So Rod Cooper, my partner, mm. he, he sets a really good standard for following passion mm. and seeing him exploring his edges and looking for you know his authentic self and following his passions makes me want to do the same and it's exciting to do it together Mm. and it's nice to know that somebody can see you being brave because not everyone can't see everything about me like Mm. i don't i don't share everything i share a lot but i don't share everything 
but you know rod knows you know what's scary to me and you know he knows what i'm afraid of and he knows when i'm being really brave mm -hmm. and it's nice to know that someone's there and they can see you being really brave and they encourage you to be brave and that's really nice um i do encourage myself to be brave yeah so another person on my team is myself. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I should have said me first, damn it. Oh, you're in first. there. That's Rod the important first. thing. I'm in there. I am 100% on my team. Mm. And I was thinking about that actually on the way over here because you need to have someone who's on your team. Mm. I always need to have someone on my team. Mm. And if you can't be on your own team, mm -hmm. you got to find someone to be on your team so that they can support you until you can find a way to be on your own team yep. and i feel like that's what you did for me mm -hmm. when we first started doing coaching i wasn't on my own team mm -hmm. i didn't back myself i didn't support myself i wasn't confident in myself i had none of that and just from doing sessions with you i learned mm -hmm. to be able to back myself and support myself and be on my own team mm -hmm. <laughs> which is so important i think that is you know the role of a really good coach someone who can show you that you can back yourself mm -hmm. um someone else who is really on my team at the moment i've got so many people on my team but someone who i've been talking to a lot is my friend adele and she runs a gym called the charge movement at in samford and she is such a beautiful spiritual feminine goddess mm. and she's just amazing and we are walking i feel like we're walking the same path but we're like just like maybe on different sides of the path yeah gotcha. yep. <laughs> And, you know, we are, we are different, but in some ways we're so, so similar. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I've, I spoke to her actually before my retreat because I'd never run a women's circle before. I'd only ever attended one before. And I really wanted to facilitate a good one. And I spoke to her probably for about an hour and we went through, you know, what I wanted to achieve out of it. And uh, she gave me some ideas about things that I could do. And yeah, I always know that I can ring her and get a really, you know, good supportive answer. She's not going to tell me what to do, yep. but she's, you know, going to help me get help, help to get me on the right track and mm. feeling good about my decision. Mm. Um, yeah, I could talk about everyone. Like, oh, I've got three sisters and I've got two brothers and I've got heaps of great friends. And but I'm going to just talk about those three, me and Rod and my friend Adele. Mm. But I think even in those three, it was such a great example. And thank you for sharing that too, by the way, because it shows that there are different roles within our team to be filled. Yeah. Like not everyone's going to be in the, you know, professional coaching mentoring box. No, you know, not everyone's going to be in that tight, close knit yeah. relationship box. And, mm. you know, not everyone's going to be in that social circle box, but I think having the right people in each sector mm. of our team yeah. is what really makes the difference. And it's a great example of that. And I think as well, something that's really important on that point is understanding that some people can't fulfill those other roles. Like yeah. I can't get from Rod what I get from Adele. Mm. And that mm. becomes very apparent if I go very inward and I don't like socialize and talk to people. And then I'm trying to get everything from Rod instead mm. of getting it from other places. And it doesn't work. Mm. He's great, but he can't do all of that. He's yeah. not a feminine goddess. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've got to get that from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's such a valuable point to look at too. For people who have been listening to this, who are really resonating with you and your story and they want to follow that and be part of your journey, mm -hmm. uh, where can they best do that? Like, where can they reach out and connect with you? Yeah. So on Instagram and my website is Jenny Moves. So J-E-N-I-M-O-V-E-S. Um, so you can check out my website, find out where to catch my next events and mm -hmm. things or jump on line. Also, I... Um, 
I own the Movement Collective with my partner, Rod. So that's a gym in Newcastle where we do all sorts of amazing, fun classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also have an online handstand program as well, if you're that way inclined, but I'm doing lots of more, lots more fun things this year. But if you just follow me on social media, you'll be able to see all that coming up. Fantastic. And for those who are listening, we're going to put all of those links in the show notes so that they connect with you as well. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, I think from a personal perspective, like I'm really grateful to have you on the show and to have this moment to reflect. And yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that you took the opportunity to come in and be so open and share your journey and just be real with me and with our listeners. And it's particularly, you know, of the three shows that we have on um, the podcast at the moment, the insider scoop is the one I think touches my heart the most each time because it is this really personal connection. It's people that I've been grateful enough and fortunate enough to play a part in their journey and their role. And this is, you know, I was talking to one of our newest freshman year members the other day who's just started freshman year. And I was like, I'm now catching up with people who we haven't officially formally coached for three years. Yeah. But the foundations and stepping stones we laid together back then and the seeds we planted back then are really paying off now and bearing fruit now. And so it's something I'm really grateful for. So I'm just really glad that you came in and you were able to share that and and be part of it. I'm also excited to be here and loved reflecting. It was great. Amazing. (laughs) And now a quick word from our sponsor. Coffee. Thanks for that, Dan. But seriously, if you guys haven't checked out Monkey Brew, make sure you do so via the links in the show notes. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the first episode of season three of Insider Scoop done and dusted and the first episode in our brand new headquarters at Charlestown in Newcastle. Now, if you really resonated with Jenny's story, make sure you reach out to her. As we said in the episode, the links are in the show notes. You'll be able to connect with her on a deeper level and find out all these amazing things that she's doing with her ongoing growth and development. And of course, with spreading that positive ripple effect that we talk about so often here at BU. Now, if you've been listening to this episode and it's inspired you to look more into and feel ready to commit to and take that leap that Jenny and I spoke about so much, take that leap into your own personal development and well-being journey. Don't forget we have an amazing coaching program at BU. It's called the Personal Development and Wellbeing Accelerator. It's designed to surround yourself with the right tools and team. A big point that we spoke about in this episode, surround yourself with the right tools and team of people to help you thrive in life. So to get all the information on that, head to our website, www.bucoaching.org and download a free copy of our coaching info kit. It'll give you all the answers that you're looking for in terms of what the program is, what's involved, how we put it together, and it will help you take your next steps forward because you'll get a call from either myself or one of our team. Just have that no obligations chat and feel out whether there is a good fit here in theory before we take those incredibly valuable and important first steps into the wide world of personal development and well-being together. Don't forget as well that if you've been listening to the show for a while, it means the world to us when you subscribe and leave us a review. If you're listening on Apple, give us five stars and write a bit of a review. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, make sure you click subscribe so that you get notifications when new episodes come out. We have some amazing episodes coming up this season and I wouldn't want you to miss out on them. But until the next time we talk, as always, you know what we do. Make an impact, start with self, and be you.